The text from 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 3 through 9. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget. That by the word of God, the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So far the word. You only had one thing to remember. You only had one thing to remember. The gripe comes from a parent in the driver's seat as they look into the rearview mirror at their absent-minded child who is now with them 30 minutes down the road without that one thing they had to remember. That scenario might take some of you students back maybe 10 years in your lifetime, and you might have been in the back seat. Some of you with a little more experience, that might be 30 or maybe even 40 years in your uh, remembrance, and you might have been in the front seat, the exasperated one. And for others of us, that exasperation might be hiding uh, sort of a present longing for living in that kind of day when there was actually only one thing to remember. The final few weeks of this chapel calendar, maybe have noticed if you've been um, here often enough, they have a fair amount of ominous themes involved in these weeks handful of weeks back, you maybe heard the lesson about war in heaven taking place between the archangel Michael and his loyal legion of angels and, and the wicked angel, the devil, and his mutinous band. Days later, maybe a few weeks later, you might have been encouraged by St. Paul as he exhorts the Ephesians to prepare yourselves for battle. Put on the full armor of God. A few weeks ago, Reformation had us singing of refuge in a mighty fortress, maybe even taking refuge in the midst of a world filled with devils who mean to devour us. St. Peter's appeal today isn't exactly turning over a new leaf. Days filled with scoffers 
and mockers and those whose lives are led around and directed by their evil lusts. Dark signs. Disparaging themes, if we're honest with ourselves. And yet in the midst of this, St. Peter writes an appeal to Christians, not so unlike you and me gathered here, and he writes an appeal as if their lives are just as simple as a child's life. A life with only one thing to remember. Beloved ones, writes St. Peter, do not forget this one, this one thing. Peter makes a great appeal here in these few short verses, but as he makes appeal, he also makes something of a spectacle of these mockers and scoffers and these lust-filled ones. He notes that they are dangerously forgetful, but that their forgetfulness is not just like the absent-mindedness of a child. It's actually a willful and intentional forgetfulness. They are intentionally blotting out from their minds that the heavens were made by God through his word and that what was made by God through his word was ordered by God through his word so that he even took what he made and and brought the land out of the water and shaped it into what we now walk on. And that the same heavens and earth that were made by the power-filled word of God were, were destroyed by a flood according to the same word of God. And now, those same heavens and those same earth that are once again preserved according to the word are being preserved for a final destruction. But this one won't be by flood, but by fire. The very heavens and earth that we perceive now will be destroyed and God will make a new one. All, all of it according to his word. Not an absent-minded forgetting, a willful, dangerous, intentional forgetting of the word. There's something of a neo-creed, a creed much newer than the ones that we maybe often recite in Christian gathering, and I think most of you are probably familiar with it, even if you don't know it by a creed name. It, It claims this. I'm a spiritual person. I'm just not religious. I think about spiritual things. I have motivations that are ordered and governed by things that are otherworldly, but my thinking and my motivations are not ordered formally. That is to say, there aren't declarations or objective words or teachings or proclamations that get to say anything about my thoughts or my motivations. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. This so-called spirituality is very convenient, and it happens to be very, very comfortable to fallen sinful flesh, because this spirituality happens to have a God, so to speak, but he happens to be mute. He doesn't get any words or declarations or promises or things to say, even about your spirituality or mine, if that is our claim. That would be a dangerous thing, wouldn't it? If God spoke 
because now our thoughts or our ways of living or our preferred motivations, they would all be subject to whatever God, the God, says, what he speaks, what he declares, what he promises. And God does speak, doesn't he? This is the one thing Peter wants for these dear Christians not to tragically forget. God does speak, and his word shuts our mouths, as St. Paul says. God's word speaks, and it declares us guilty, even of our own forgetfulness, maybe intentional at times. God does speak, and so there is a religion, there is declaration, there is teaching, there is promise that comes from God to us, and it does give order to how we are to think and what is to compel us in our living. And it does give us promises that are for us, gifts to us. And St. Peter appeals to all of us, just as he did to those to whom he wrote, and he appeals to us not to forget, not to leave behind this good religion, this one thing. The word from God is good religion. It's not spirituality without religion, it's good religion. The word from God is a word that became flesh for you became one underneath the law for you and for me. The word of God is good religion, and it's a good thing to remember this word from God because this word is so much different than our impatient, short-fused words with one another. The word from God for us is slow to anger, and it is overflowing in patient and steadfast love, even for us in all of our forgetfulness, in our willful forgetfulness. He is slow for your sakes, to your benefit, and to mine. Though our forgetfulness is all too real, there is no danger of this word made flesh forgetting you. An Old Testament lesson that is paired with this particular epistle lesson gives us this reminder. The word made flesh can't possibly forget you. He inscribed you on the palms of his hands. In the very body that was wounded for all of your forgetfulness in mine. The blood that was shed from those hands was shed so that it could run away from you with all of your sins and all of my guilt. He can't possibly forget you. You are inscribed on him. Dear fellow beloved ones, in these latter days, in the dark days, in the disparaging days, do not forget this one thing, this one word from God, the word that is made flesh for you. That word is not slow, not as you and I consider slowness. Rather, that word made flesh is patient for your sakes and for mine, desiring above all things our repentance, the redemption of our souls, the redemption of our bodies unto a life that lasts in the new heavens and the new earth. In the name of the word made flesh, amen. We continue in prayer. Heavenly Father, you have taught us clearly in your word that this world will end, 
and that your son, Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, is coming again to judge the living and the dead. Keep us remembering this one word so that we are prepared to meet Christ when he comes again, trusting in his merits and clothed in his righteousness. For your mercy's sake, for your truth's sake. Amen.